0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Flame, where fire and magic meet. I am your host, Amy Barilla. I hope this week finds each of you healthy, wealthy, and wise. At the beginning of each episode, we do a brief, centered, grounding exercise that opens up this sacred, divine, collective healing space. So, without further ado, what I'd like to ask each of you is to just take a moment and settle in. If you're seated, please put your feet flat on the ground, close your eyes. And I want you to place your hand over your heart, and what you feel out of the center of your chest is your life purpose, your divine source energy, your chi. And when you're ready, I'd like to ask each of you to draw in a nice deep breath, inhalation through the nose. And when you're ready, exhalation, blowing it out and releasing it through the mouth. And we have now activated our divine, sacred healing space. I am really excited for today's topic. And Randy, I hope you are too. Because as you know, in this season, I have asked my friend and director, producer, Randy Stearns to join me as my co-host because we have so much fun. Dialoguing about all this information, that it just made sense to me to have you, you know, sitting across from me. So, hello. Hello. How are you doing this week? I'm good. You're magical, as always. So, I know you know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Right? We're going to talk about the maiden and mother crone. This is a really great topic. I agree. And we've had a lot of discussions over the course of time, you know, mainly about the crone, <laughs> end image, but we're gonna cover all aspects of it. If you were to explain to someone what
1: Maiden Mother Crone is, what would you say? The first thing I think of is triple goddess, right? Or Hecate. Hecate is, is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. But I also think of the waxing moon, the full moon, and the waning moon. Right. So the triple goddess archetype is directly associated with goddess Hecate, mm-hmm.
0: and you know through Sage Goddess we've done a lot of work with Hecate. We have Hecate perfume, and yep. you know we've had kits that were centered around Hakati, which is really powerful and magical. And Hakati, the goddess, represents witchcraft, right? But not in the sense of the negative end of it, more of the white witchcraft. Because people who hear the word witchcraft kind of think of like that black magic aspect of it. And it's not about that at all. No. No, right? You and I both practice a lot of things that are centered around white witchcraft which are more about protection and empowerment which means and like manifestation burning sage and clearing a space That's right. Yes. So the three phases of maiden, mother and crone as you said earlier do correspond to the phases of the moon and the cycles of life and the stages of life that we embody from the time we're born until our earthly physical death, right? So when we're born, we are the maiden and we're growing up in the world, right? We are gaining our independence. We're figuring out where we want to be, okay? And, you know, as children, we rely on our mothers to teach us a lot of that. But because of who we are in the world. And because so many people listening today came into this physical experience with these amazing talents and gifts and skill sets, we didn't necessarily learn the different steps to maiden mother crone. No. It's kind of like a trial by fire, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. All right. I mean, my mother, I love her. But, you know, when I look back on it now, there were a lot of things. That she didn't teach me. And I don't fault her or blame her for that. She did the best she could with what she had at that time. But the older we become, the more independence we gain. And we know that there's much more waiting for us out there in the world. So the maiden is like the novice, if you will, right? She's inexperienced, yet she knows there's more for her out there. And she's gaining her own independence, her own personality. And knows there's more for her waiting on the horizon. She has curiosity. She has intense, immense curiosity. And willing to make mistakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not really feel bad about it. No. Or maybe feel bad about it for 10 seconds and then let that go, (laughs) dust yourself off and move on. part of it. Like it's that time of learning. It is that time of learning. Intense learning and curiosity and education. But when we move on to the mother phase that is when we embody all that caregiver nurturing energy, all right? That's where we gain expertise in that chapter of our life. And as women, that's important because harnessing that divine feminine energy is very powerful.
1: Yeah, I think of it as being almost a fullness. There is a fullness. And even when you speak about fertility, fertility doesn't always mean in in this context, it doesn't always mean having a child. It can mean the birth of projects Mm -hmm. and the birth of ideas Mm -hmm. and a fullness of life go way beyond thinking about it only as having children. Absolutely. And, you know, when we did
0: I Am Mother to Many, that episode, that was powerful because, you know, it's not in every woman's scroll chart destiny
1: to physically birth a child. And we've talked about this many, many, many times. And regardless, you're in that mother phase, whether you have children or not. Oh, my gosh. In this context. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's the time in a woman's life where she really has a
0: stronger footing in the world, and she understands herself a little bit better, and she's that nurturer, and she's that caregiver. And, you know, she's just
1: recognizing who she is. Yeah, and creating projects and businesses Mm -hmm. and really um, coming into her own. Mm-hmm. and understanding who she is, right? Mm-hmm. It's about embracing her womanhood. Yes. And standing on her own two feet. Mm-hmm.
0: Different type of independence than in the maiden stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? When we're kids, we, you know, I can do it. You know, I don't need your help. I can do it. Our parents want to help us tie our shoes or zip our jackets or make sure we cross the road and I'm not saying that we do things from an unsafe standpoint or perspective, but I know and I still do this. It's like, no, I got it. I can do it. I don't need your help. And I think that that starts a lot of that in the maiden phase. We want to be independent, but we know we're not old enough to do all those things unassisted yet. So it's embracing our womanhood, recognizing who we are, being the mother and the nurturer and the caregiver in the world, not just to our own family, but the world at large. We embrace everything. That Gaia energy, I really feel that in the maiden, in the mother phase, you really recognize that worldly gaia energy that mother earth that's strong very that's powerful but you know what my favorite part is i do actually crone (laughs) i could talk about crone 10 ways from sunday i love crone
1: there's a lot to love about crone there is a lot to love about crone you know crone gets a bad rap oh not to me no but like in society not to me like, but from yeah. a societal standpoint yes. it gets a really like bad rap old and useless which is
0: bull yeah shit. <laughs> hag you know washed up shrivelled up old maid you know all the all the connotations and stereotypes and and slang that's addressed and and labeled for women who have
1: reached the crone phase to me that's someone or someone's being intimidated by all that the crone has and offers and embodies. Mm -hmm. The
0: crone is the wise woman. She has taken a lifetime of experiences and pain and sorrows and traumas and adventures and journeys and all of that, and she has emerged into this beautiful phase in her life where she now can share all that knowledge and wisdom with others in the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And doesn't care about societal constraints, become less of a thing. Mm -hmm. And what I also love about Crone is that she
0: asks us to drop and let go of all that you thought Mm. and really embrace something deeper, more spiritual, and magical. And that's where I am. I'm happy to be a crone. I will refer to myself as crone. And people are like, ugh. And I'm like, I don't care. And I'll tell you a quick story. I had a therapist years ago, Javi Mandel. And I was talking to her about the stages of life, maiden mother crone. And I had had a hysterectomy in 2011. And she's like, but the minute you had your hysterectomy, you re-emerged as crone. Because typically when we stop shedding and we don't have a monthly cycle, that's like the calling card of entering your crone phase. And I never really thought of it that way. And that's pretty powerful. You've done what you were supposed to do as a woman. You've had that shedding for all those years since you were you know, 9, 10, or however old you were when you started. And now that's over. And now you can embrace this chapter in your life where you don't have to worry about that anymore. That's one thing that's complete. But you can share all that knowledge with so many others. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's not about being a menopause banshee, you know. Even though
1: that's funny. (laughs) Even
0: though that's funny, right? I mean, menopause is a real thing for women. But I think if we start to lean in and drop... The old thoughts associated with entering our crone phase and really starting to adopt this deeper spiritual part of ourselves and really seeing what magic lies around us in the world, we'd be a whole lot happier.
1: I have I have memories of women in their 70s talking about how it was the best phase of their life. Yes. And it was their most prolific and creative and that they loved life more than they ever had and felt more comfortable in who they were than they ever had. Yeah. Which sounds maybe wild to us when we're younger because we're like, wow, that sounds old. Mm -hmm. How could you possibly feel that way? But like how empowering does that sound? That sounds so wonderful to me. And I think about my grandmother and she didn't start painting till she was in her 70s. She had had cataract surgery, and after that, she started painting. Mm-hmm. And she painted hundreds of beautiful ocean view paintings, landscape paintings that are fill my parents' house. And yeah. we, we all have a little bit of her work. But I loved that about her, that she didn't even find this amazing talent that she had until she was much older.
0: Well, and I think it brings up, number one, we reach this phase, and then we look at our own mortality, Right. I know I do. And at 50, almost 50, <laughs> seven <laughs> days away from 50, the time we're recording this, you really have to look at the phase where you are in your life, your own mortality. Okay, I've, I've lived a half century. What's the likelihood I'm going to live another 50 years? And what do I want that next 50 years to look like for whatever time left that I have? And I want to have as much fire and as much power and as much magic as humanly possible. I agree. Yeah. But I feel, and this is a little bit not off topic, but a little bit of a, um, a parallel thread to what we're talking about today. You question your own mortality, but you also have to look like your body's changing. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't look the same as you did five years ago or 10 years ago. And for some people, that's tough. You don't have the strength or the stamina. You've had different things happen health-wise in your life. And how, as Crone, now that we've entered this phase, how do we maneuver through that? That takes some work. That takes some work. And that's where shadow work comes in. And we've talked about this before. And for those who may not be familiar with the concept of shadow work, we are made up of duality. We are made up of both light and dark, light and shadow. We have no problem shining our light, okay? But when we have to dance with our shadows, that becomes a little bit more challenging or difficult because there's a lot of pain, guilt, and shame typically centered around those parts of ourself that we really don't want to face. But I don't think we can really walk the walk as crone unless we make a conscious effort and commitment to our shadows.
1: It's true. You face that and then you can step into the power of being the crone, and all of that wisdom and all of that history and there's so much history, yeah. There's so
0: much history, and you know, I see myself doing the following now. Like I'm out and about, and I'm just like, "Oh, these damn kids, right?" And they're in their thirties, <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh, "Did I just say that?" You know. You know, I'm like, "Was I like that when I was in my thirties? Was I like that when I was eighteen? Was I like that?" You know. You you have a lot of reflection. Once you reach crone, there's a lot of introspection, I feel, that starts to come up and surface. And we either decide to sidestep and bypass it or we we start to look at it. Mm-hmm. I do believe that if we say yes to looking at it and dancing with our shadows and healing some of those traumatic parts of ourselves, we can integrate both sides of ourselves a little bit easier. It's not always going to be perfect. No. I call it
1: priestessing through. We priestess through it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you make better choices than you made before. You react in a better way than you've reacted before. Right. You attempt to. You attempt to. Yeah. And we might fall short from time to time. Absolutely.
0: And that's okay too because we still have that human aspect to each of us. But I love this time in life. I think it's very magical and very potent. I think there is a lot to be discovered. And there's still a lot to be done. And when women feel that, you know, they're all washed up, I think that in those later chapters of our life, that's why we may see more depression. Women should be celebrated at that age. They should definitely be celebrated. And I know for women who have raised their families and their kids are more independent as they get older. I mean, you see that in your own son. He's a teenager this year. And yes. you see that he's growing. He's growing very fast. He's gaining more independence. And he doesn't necessarily rely on you to the same degree that he did. I know. And that's that's hard. That's a bittersweet time in a in a mother's life, in a parent's life. It is. And then when they leave the nest and they're off on their own and they're going to college or they're you know, dating and getting married and then having families of their own, a lot of women are left to wonder, well, what role do I play now? Who am I? Because I was mother for so long, now I have to find out who I am too. So that's pretty powerful. It is. Yeah. But it comes with a lot of emotions. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That comes with so many emotions. And I don't think we give enough thought or have enough compassion for that. I think a lot is left to be discovered and desired. That's just my observation. No, I think you're right. Right? I mean, I've known your child since he was born. And then I look and I'm like, my God, he's going to be 13. That means I'm 13 years older.
1: Me too. And you're
0: 13 years older, right? (laughs) And where did those 13 years go so quickly? And how do I want the next 13 years to look? Yeah, that's the important question. Yeah. What do I want that to look like? And I think it's important that everyone recognize that how you want the next chapter to look is entirely up to you. It is within your grip and your grasp. It is up to you to manifest those things and carve out those things and send it out into the matrix Right? Which I love doing. I don't know if you're a proponent of sending things out into the matrix.
1: Absolutely. You mean
0: writing them out? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Right? Take your finger or a crystal. Or a crystal. We've talked about this yeah. on, on the podcast. You have. Uh, yeah, writing out what you want mm-hmm. into the air.
0: That's right because
1: we are sending
0: it out into the divine webbing of the universe or the matrix as we refer to it. So when you have something that you wish to create, that you wish to manifest in your life, take your index finger, take a crystal with a point on it and just write it out. Like Randy just said, write it out, write it out every day and visualize that it's going into that divine webbing of the universe, that
1: which connects all of us and send it out there. You believe it, you write it, you believe it, and then you let it go. Yes. Yes.
0: And we also have to remember to let go of the constraints of time when we are manifesting because, you know, we are wired to want things yesterday and the universe always places what we want in front of us in divine time and order. It is so brilliantly orchestrated. But we're impatient. That's just who we are. You're impatient. I'm a very impatient person. I admit it.
1: I'm, I'm. you know, I'm not as impatient as I was. Oh, me either. But it depends on what it is. I think in day-to-day things, I'm sort of impatient. But when it comes to waiting for certain people or situations, I can wait a long time.
0: Yeah. But the journey from maiden mother to crone is all about self-love too, right? But self acceptance and self acceptance. But I think when we are in maiden and then we finally reach crone, I think the time in between there can be a lot of inner child work that can be done on us too. I really do feel that way. That just came to me. You know, are we working on that inner child aspect? Because I feel that even in crone phase, we still have to embody childlike energy. We have to really nurture that little girl within us to maintain a state of playfulness and joy, right? Stopping and smelling the roses and embracing the little things. I feel so strongly that the little things are oftentimes way more important than the bigger things. Because by embracing and appreciating the little things, it builds momentum for the larger things that we want in our lives to find us and flow to us more effortlessly with ease and grace. And right now, with the world that we're living in, we need more of that. We do. We need more Mm playtime. We need to kind of drop a lot of that fear that so many of us are still walking around with. You know, COVID created a lot of that within us. And embrace the inner child who needs to be worked on. But you and I walk around the planet and we see things through a different lens often. So being
1: who we are is a double-edged sword. We've talked about that too.
0: Have we talked about that on the podcast?
1: I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but you and I have talked about it. Yeah, it's tough. Being an empath and being badass at the same time, but it's not just that. It's it's like you love the world and you also can feel all the emotions. The sorrows. Yes. We do. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, as
0: myself, as an empathic crone, you feel the world's sorrows and all of a sudden you just are, you know, terribly sad. <laughs> you don't know why. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, does this belong to me or to someone or something else? That's a great question. Yeah. That's a
1: great question for people to ask themselves. Yeah.
0: When you are walking around and you feel great one minute and then all of a sudden your emotions tank out and bottom out on you and you just don't feel good, stop and ask yourself, is what I'm feeling belonging to me or someone or something else? Chances are it was never yours to begin with. But because we are so sensitive and our antenna is so astute, we will always tend to pick up on other people's things. Yeah, that's a really helpful question to ask yourself. I have to really be conscious of doing that. Me too. Oof. And then I'm like, oh, this isn't even mine. Okay, I'm going to put that down. I'm going to shake it off and reground and recenter. Use some essential oils. Grab a crystal or two. Say a, a prayer or an affirmation and, you know... Hit the road. Keep on trucking. So yes, that is good homework for this week for the audience is if you're feeling triggered by something and you were great five seconds ago and then you tanked out emotionally, stop and ask yourself, who does this belong to? Me, someone, something else. This is their feet to the fire. This is their feet to the fire. Yeah. But I'm going to have two parts to feet to the fire this week. Oh, okay. Because our original topic is, you know, made in mother crone. Yeah. So I would ask each of my fellow crone sisters, (laughs) (laughs) I'm really focusing on the crone, okay, because I know there's a lot of them out there that are listening, is how can you harness her power a little bit more in the upcoming week? Where can you drop the old paradigm or the old way of thinking or things that you thought to be true And adopt a new set of thinking or a new set of systems that you can implement to really dig deeper into your spirituality. This is where our spirituality gets super deep. And we really are at one and at peace with ourselves and with the world around us. You know, because it's thorny out there. It's hard. You know, there's a lot of aggression out there. There's a lot of people who are uh, elevating and evolving. And then there are those who are still stagnant and they're not going to join us. So what do we do? What would you do? What do you do when you see that around you? You know you're climbing, but you also see those around you who are a
1: little bit stagnant.
0: What would you say to the audience on how to move through that?
1: I think you really need to remember what your gifts are. Right. What are you good at? What makes you happy? Mm -hmm. What makes you tick? Yes. Spiritually. And concentrate on that and give yourself some Mm self-love. Take a nips and soft bath. Light some candles. Mm -hmm. Use some essential oils. But really think about what makes you happy and gives you that fire in your belly and go do that. Just do it. But also, too, we can stop
0: and take a moment and, and send some love and compassion to those who we know won't be joining us on that evolution journey. No, they're just not able
1: or no. capable. That's okay. I you know, and that
0: might be part of their contract in this lifetime. And you know, I always have said there are two types of people, those who are unwilling or those who are incapable, right? Some might have a little bit of both at the end of the day, but you know, I can pick out the ones I'm like, oh, they're not they're not willing. And that's okay. There's no judgment. We can't all be on the same level at the same time. There's got to be different stairs and different staircases that we're on. That's a cool image because I see spiral staircases right now even saying that. All right. Homework. Stop and ask yourself when you're triggered in your emotions tank. Does this belong to me or someone or something else? How can you embrace the crone if that is where you are in the world right now? But for those mothers out there, how are you nurturing yourself? All right. How are you getting stronger footed as you move about the world? And if you have daughters that you are raising, and they are the maidens, how are you honoring their independence and their fire and their gusto? Because I believe it, obviously, it comes full circle, just like the phases of the moon. And maybe if it tickles your fancy, you could read up on Hakati. And find out a little bit more about her and what an amazing, beautiful goddess she is and how you can harness some of her power and magic into your day-to-day world as well. But yeah, you know those daughters that you're raising, they're our future. So how are you going to honor all the magic that they bring to the world? Because they came in at the time that they did to teach us. But yet where we are, At the crone phase, now it is our job to emerge and teach others as well. Oh, that's so powerful. I love that. Me too. Yeah. Do you want to add anything else to today? Any magic or wisdom that you want to share with the audience?
1: I just wish all of us would embrace our own magic and really live in that place. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think for all the things that are happening around the world – there is still so much good that's happening right under our nose that we're really not paying enough attention to.
1: I feel like people talk themselves out of the things they really want to do. Yeah. Like, oh well, that's fear. Right? But I shouldn't write that novel. I'm not good enough. Or yeah. I, I I shouldn't take those dance classes. No, you should. Yeah. Even if you're bad at it, you absolutely should. Mm-hmm. We all need creative outlets and we all have talents. And some of them we don't even know about yet. Mm -hmm. Even at 70. At 70. Even at 80. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. And fear plays the biggest role in that. You know, nobody wants to
1: fail. And I use air quotes around that. Push past it. Push
0: past it. And I don't believe there's failure
1: in anything. Everything's a leap of faith when it comes to those things. Just and it's not about it's not always about being good at something. And I'm a perfectionist, so I understand, but it's not always about being good at something. It is sometimes just about the experience of it.
0: Right. Well, I was afraid to do this a couple years ago. I mean, you guys rode my ass for years to do a podcast. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to do
1: it. One of my talents is recognizing other people's talents. Right. Agreed. And so I could tell that you would be awesome at this. And it was something you really needed to do. Right. And
0: I'm like, no, hell no. I ain't got nothing to say. Who's going to listen to me? I don't have anything to talk about. Wah, wah, wah. I was just a whiny little bitch. So, you know. I didn't think of you that oh, way. Oh, I did. <laughs> I can say that about myself. I was being a whiny little bitch. But that was my insecurities shining through. You figured it out. You and I figured it out. It took time. And then I finally came back to the both of you and said, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this, and we went into the pre-production planning stages, and here we are.
1: Both of us being Jackson Rose, yes. Yeah. And so here we are
0: in in a third season. So, you know, with me, it just takes a little extra time, but that's an insecurity thing. Yeah,
1: I recognize all have it. So, it. I just want to say to the audience: even someone as articulate and as good at what they do as Amy Barilla is. She had fear as well so, and pushed past it. Yeah. And so we all have that. Mm-hmm. Even people who you think, oh, wow, they're so good at this. It comes easy to them. It isn't always so easy. No. And we're all in that same boat. No. Oh my God, <sighs> I'm no different than anybody else.
0: I, you know, was like, oh, you got it so together. Well, you know, if you saw me a few hours ago when I was a train wreck, or I was crying my <laughs> eyes out over something, or I, I lacked the confidence, or I just didn't think I looked good enough, or I could do it, whatever, whatever the case may be, we're all human. And so it's important that we remember that our magic is non-negotiable, right? it's so important, and I say this time and time again, our magic is never placed upon the table for discussion or negotiation. Your magic is as divine and unique as a blueprint, or as a fingerprint, all right? It is our blueprint, our divine blueprint. But if you think of a fingerprint, no two are the same. Our magic is no different. But we are conditioned over time by the voices in our head or the people that we're around that we aren't As magical. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And I think no matter what stage we're in, maiden, mother, crone, that has to be driven home as often as possible until it becomes part of the fabric of our being. Gosh, I believe that so strongly. I have to say that to myself a lot. My magic is non-negotiable. My magic is non-negotiable. So if what i'm saying to you today resonates then take it and run start making it part of your daily affirmation as well right because at the end of the day it's not only non-negotiable but whatever we're going through at this moment in time we always rise we always rise above it we may not see how or when but it always takes place because we're always supported by something much bigger than we can humanly comprehend and i think that magic alone is part of the mystery of why we're here right now. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yeah, baby. Wholeheartedly. Aho, right? Which means I understand. I hear you. I understand. This was great. Maiden Mother Crone. Three phases, all equally important. But my favorite is Crone. And so it is. And so it is. <laughs> And so it is. So let me share a couple of ways that you can get a hold of me because we love questions. And if there is something that you'd like uh, myself and Randy to talk about on a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. My email is amy at com. My main website is amybarilla.com. We would love the support of the podcast, which you can find anywhere you listen to a podcast nowadays. And you can find Be the Flame or fire and magic meet there and like, share, subscribe. And we would really, really appreciate that because, you know, there's a lot of um, group blood, sweat, and tears that goes into this and we love doing it. And um, we wouldn't be on our third season if we didn't feel the call and the drive to continue sharing the information with all of you because, you know, people are hungry for this. And thank you for your support. Yeah. Up till now. Yeah, and thanks for the support. It means a lot. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to Randy and Jackson. And um, yeah, it's a group team effort. There is no I in team. (laughs) But as someone says there is a me, T-E-A-M, right? No. Did I say that wrong? (laughs) (laughs) That's part of my human aspect as we wrap up this episode. I messed that up, but that's okay. I don't care. I'm a crone. (laughs) <laughs> we don't care. Or, you know, we, and excuse the potty mouth, but at this point, we really have zero fucks to give. I have less and less every day. But That's I I, awesome. I, do embrace what matters most. Yeah, right? Keep your circle small and tight. It's about quality and not quantity at this phase in our life. We don't need to have 20, 30 friends That we float around with you know we're fine with just a smaller handful because we can um, nurture and love and care for them and really appreciate the time that we spend together and travel along this road together all right so as we close out i want to ask you to have a magical week i want you to remember that your magic is always non-negotiable And we are now going to close out our sacred healing space. And until we all gather again for the next episode of Be the Flame, where fire and magic meet, I wish you a beautiful, abundant week. I love you. I see you in always, always. And namaste.